delighted to have with us today Lisa Nichols, Director of Jubilee Project. You Thank you, Charlie. Just ask him to lead us in the final hymn. You do the benediction. Okay. All right. I can do that. Well, this is the time I call getting used to the mic, and it sounds like Allison's done a good job of getting me used to the mic, so I don't have to do that so much. Well, when Stacy invited me to share with you, he did not tell me I was going to have to follow up with that special, and oh my goodness, that was beautiful. So thank you all for sharing your gifts and graces this morning. So I have two scriptures this morning. Um, we're going to talk about sheep. So the first one is from Isaiah 40:11. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those with young. And going all the way from the Christmas story through the resurrection to the, to, to the resurrection, uh, John 21, 15 and 16. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? And he answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Let's pray together. Oh, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. So Jesus, at the end of the story, tells Peter and his church to feed his lambs and to take care of his sheep. I don't know how you do that at Chestnut Hill. I didn't do my, my homework, but I see you have a clothing closet, and I know you reach out into the community. At Jubilee Project, we have four core ministries. Uh, we do emergency food, we have water ministries, we have a home repair ministry project, and then we do ministries with women and children. And I'm going to touch on a little bit of both of those. Water is not easy. <laughs> I am so glad for the rain. I tell God that I will drive in the rain uh, to get to church if I need to drive to rain to get to church. Um, I'm going to guess that when you all turn on your water here in the faucet in your home, safe, clean drinking water comes out, except you're in a rural community like Sneedville is up to the northeast of us. In the town of Sneedville, that happens, um, and wastewater goes into the wastewater treatment facility. But outside of town, as you probably know, water gets harder. I met with a woman two summers ago who had bought an old farmhouse up on the ridge. It was absolutely gorgeous. And she was told, well, all you need to do is buy a new pump and everything will be fine. So here we are two and a half, almost three years later, and everything's still not fine. Uh, the spring gets clogged up. Uh, our water person who retired by the name of Sally Morris, uh, so... Her house is here, and the pump house is here, and the spring is, or the well, is way, probably a football field across this field of this high grass. And I said, I'm not walking that. <laughs> and I said, if someone wants to bush hog me a path, I will walk that. 
Um, Sally walked it. She said, well, we found some barbed wire. Uh, she didn't find snakes, so that was good. Um, but she worked with an organization called Run for Water, and this is the picture I don't have. Uh, Run for Water brought 30 students out, gave them all a shovel, and said, okay, dig 18 inches deep for five feet. <laughs> and the kids went at it. And they put in a new water line uh, to Miss Laura's house. She's still having trouble with water. Um, water is just not easy. We're still working to hope that she can get clean water. There might not be enough water for the well, and I don't know if your wells got dry during this dry spell this fall. Ours certainly did. Uh, the spring that the family had used for generation might now be contaminated or might not have enough water. A new pump might not fix the uh, problem. Met with another woman whose son fills up five-gallon buckets from the creek across the road from her house so that she can flush the toilet. And please don't ask me where the runoff from the toilet goes because you can guess that one too. Uh, I'd <laughs> Jubilee works with families to provide water tanks to drill wells, clean springs, put in septic systems, install filters and UV lights, and other things that ensure that the families have clean, safe water to drink. And I don't know where, how it is in Jefferson County, but in Hancock County, if you, pull, if you move a mobile home into the area, you have to have a septic tank. That, that's one of the rules. Show us the septic tank, we'll bring the mobile home in. If you bring in a camper, guess what? Don't have to bring in a septic tank. So we have lots of big campers moving into Hancock County. Um, I'm still concerned we don't have a dump site. <laughs> you know, the, the theory is we'll take the camper and we'll dump it somewhere. So I think one of Jubilee's next programs is how do we work with someone, probably the water treatment plant, to do a dump site for all these campers who are moving in. Jubilee also provides food for families and individuals in Hancock County as one of our core ministries. We provide USDA foods to those who qualify, and the qualification is something like 150% of the federal poverty guidelines, which depend on how many are in the families. Families who do not qualify for USDA can receive an emergency food, which includes about a three to four day supply of food for three meals each day. Individuals and families receive emergency food, personal care, uh, supplies once a month, and it doesn't matter when you come in, sometime during the month. Jubilee also works with other agencies to provide Thanksgiving baskets, so we just had our Thanksgiving basket distribution to over 300 families during the holiday season. We also work with uh, Feeding America of Northeast Tennessee, so, um, which provides a mobile food bank, and they just bring a truck. <laughs> We get the trustees who are the prisoners from the jail out there, and when the truck arrives, we have signed up everybody in the parking lot, and they start coming through. I don't know if you have anything like that in your community, but people have said, if you want to see big trucks, big nice trucks, come to the mobile feeding. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh. And, and one of those 
you know, I, we're not supposed to judge people, but I want to say, I know she doesn't need this food. But she's got her two neighbors with her. And maybe they do. So who am I to judge her and her big truck or her big, big SUV if she's really providing food for her neighbors by bringing them with her? Youth ministry for Jubilees changed in 2021. I don't know how COVID hit you all here, and it's yes, it's still hitting us. But after looking at the numbers and realizing that we had about four active youth, now two of those youth were homeschooled and two were on the autism spectrum. So when I said, bring your friends, <laughs> they said, we don't have friends. We don't have school friends. We don't. Uh, so our board said, okay, Lisa, what are you going to do? Reach out to somewhere else. So I contacted the after school program at the Hancock Elementary School, and they were so glad to welcome Heidi and myself to provide arts and crafts and other enrichment activities one afternoon each week. So either Monday or Tuesday are now craft afternoons. We started with about 40 students, so we load up all the, all the supplies we need and we just go the two blocks to the elementary school and we have 40 students who are saying, what are we doing today? <laughs> what are we doing today? Uh, folks, this year it went to 60 kids and we thought, oh my gosh, after I ran out of supplies the first couple of weeks. Um, we're, so we have 20 minutes or 20 to 25 minutes with K and 1, second and third, fourth and fifth. Um, we're still trying to learn names and personalities, and I, that is not a gift that God has given me. Um, so we're, we're trying, and I have, we know, you know, the, the ones that demand our attention or whatever, I know their things. Um, tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, Tuesday is one of my favorite days because we're decorating Christmas cookies. <laughs> So I spent yesterday morning making sugar cookies so the kids could spread icing. And uh, to some of the kids, it's see how many M&Ms I can put on one cookie. <laughs> and they're pretty good at it. Uh, to others, it's can, what can I do to decorate it? And we've learned always to include a baggie so they can take it home. Uh, because they want to share it with their family. They want to show what they have done. And the first year we did it, we didn't have the parental permission to use their pictures. Uh, and we just never put a child's name with the picture. In fact, we did Christmas ornaments this week, and I had to go in and white out <laughs> where they had written their name on the plate. So all sorts of different activities. We're painting. We're doing Christmas ornaments. We are uh, doing thankful turkeys, and if you want to just look, those are on Jubilee Project Inc. So it's Jubilee, that space, Project Inc., all in one word, on Facebook. And uh, we try to post those pictures, and they are so proud of what they're doing. And I get to share the Christmas story through those symbols. Like, I made lots of stars. We're going to talk about the star, and we're going to talk about how the wise men followed the star to see the baby Jesus. I made angels, so we're going to talk about angels and how they, uh, led, they sang glory to God and peace on earth. Our women's ministry also provides a safe space for women to share their joys and concerns 
learn new crafts and skills, and share in a bi-weekly devotion. Um, before COVID, we got to have a meal, and we did not realize how important that meal was. Um, but after COVID, my cooks said, we're not cooking anymore. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, so we shared with the women, if you want to bring your own food, we'll bring our own food. We have a kitchen. We can keep things warm. We can warm things up. Uh, so in two weeks, we'll be having our Christmas party, and they will be bringing their food. The women who attend are so faithful and appreciate the opportunity to share with other women. As I travel around looking at uh, getting ready for the mission teams, I realize how isolated those women are. Um, all of them, none of them have home phones anymore. I don't, how many of you have home phones anymore? Oh, one, two. <laughs> Almost nobody has home phones anymore. Um, and if you have a, quote, government phone, you have 200 minutes. Um, so not a lot of time for talking on the phone, which is what um, I do with my family. So they're live alone. They're physically separated from their neighbors. We, th we did think about a telephone reassurance program, but realized that that, would, that wasn't feasible where we are. Now, we got a grant a couple of years ago to take the women different places. Uh, so we have enjoyed touring the historical sites. Uh, we've been to the Museum of Appalachia. We've been to the birthplace of Country Music Museum in Bristol. We just went to Lincoln, the Lincoln Museum at Lincoln Memorial University. And I have to say, if you've never been there, that's an absolutely wonderful museum. Many of the women have lived here much longer than my four and a half years, uh, but they just don't get out to see those sites. Now, I have to confess, the way we choose the sites is, is there a good restaurant nearby? Because <laughs> the women have said, Lisa, we'll go anywhere you want us to as long as you feed us lunch. And I said, okay. Uh, so if you know of good sites that we need to see with a good restaurant nearby, <laughs> please let me know. I think our mission teams also do a good job of taking care of the sheep in our community, taking care of the poor and the vulnerable. Through building and repairing ramps and porches, installing uh, siding, repairing floors, and installing siding is one of the best things I think we do. I've been in places where middle schoolers painted. You know, middle schoolers get to paint. And that way, if they totally mess it up, some other middle school group will come in next year and paint it again. <laughs> but we install siding, and that means we install the insulation that goes under the siding um, and make the house much safer and much warmer. We worked on a home last year um, that I went out to visit, and there was TVAC all the way around. And I was like, how long has this been here? Five years. Now, folks, if you want to know if TVAC or Tyvek works, it was the outside thing on this home for five years. Um, so it does, but we put siding up. And uh, the woman was so proud that by the time I got out to take a final picture, she had put up shutters. <laughs> she was like, yay, I have, I have a home again. Uh, so we've, um, we've opened up the mission teams, and they can share the love of Jesus. Before I moved here, I worked with the Henry Fork Service Center in Rocky Mount, uh, 
Virginia, and I think we had a Chestnut Hill <laughs> United Methodist Church near us. Um, with the help of grants and other things, we were able to take students in grades K and through K through two and higher um, to a city or county or state park every Wednesday afternoon. We hiked. We worked with the park facility to say, uh, can we paddleboard? Um, we, we went out on kayaks. And I'll never forget one of my counselors who would say, I am going to get in the kayak, I'm going to fall out of the kayak, and I'm going to die. And I was like, no. <laughs> First of all, you're not going to fall out of the kayak. You cannot fall out of this kayak. Um, and you're not going to die if you do. And he finally, one of the last times I was there, got in. I remember our students who were so, I, I don't know if I can do this. So we finally convinced them that they could do it. So we paddle, paddle, paddle out. Um, on, we're at Ferrystone Park um, outside of um, Martinsville. And uh, we're just paddling away because they're having so much fun. And I turn around, and there's a thunderstorm right there. And I said, okay, <laughs> maybe we'll get electrocuted. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we paddled, paddled, paddled. They actually brought a boat back out to make sure we were okay and to encourage us to get in. So we got in before the rain hit. Those activities gave the students the knowledge that they could stretch and meet other challenges in their lives. I think it's that challenge that I want to bring to our ministries at Hancock County. It's a poor county. It ties with Cock County. for They're either first or second um, in terms of poverty of the family. But families have resources, don't they? Some of it's the closeness of that family. They can call on each other. Some of it's in Sneedville is land. Uh, we worked a couple years ago with a woman who had bought property and needed to drill a well. So we wrote to churches, and one of the churches wrote back and said, if she has 57 acres, why doesn't she sell some of those acres and drill a well? Um, it's a good point. So at first glance, Isaiah might say, yes, Lisa, you need to drill the well. But maybe... Maybe, maybe we work with the family and see how we can use both our resources. Uh, both the United Women in Faith and the United Methodist Women's Studies concentrated on getting to know our neighbors. So who are your neighbors? Are, are you a good neighbor? Uh, when I look around Sneedville, yeah, they're talking about diverse neighborhoods. I have a feeling you don't have a lot of diversity here either. I don't have a lot of diversity in Sneedville. But the people I do see suffer from addiction, either opioids or meth, alcohol, tobacco, certainly. I see more people smoking in Sneedville than I've seen in the past 10 years. And Mountain Dew. I don't know if you found out, but evidently one of the worst things for our teeth is Mountain Dew. So maybe I'm called to reach out to the people beside me and across the street to form friendships rather than acquaintances and to really build community. That takes me out of my comfort zone. But how do we best do that? 
So thank you for inviting me to share today, even though Stacy's not doing well, and I hope he gets better soon and is back again. Thank you for your support of the Jubilee Project, because I know you do that through special offerings. I pray that you will know the love of God, not just during the Christmas season, uh, but throughout the year, and experience the length and breadth and depth of that love. May that love empower you to reach out into the community and into new communities around you to feed the lambs and tend the sheep. Thank you again for sharing in my ministry and for enabling me to reach out in Hancock County in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.